Welcome back to Over Here. This is Nick Finzer, and today we're diving right back into our education series talking about schools and talking about a few schools that might be a little bit off of people's radar. Today we're talking with Stephen Perry, a student from Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I had the chance to play with him and meet him a little bit when I was on tour in the first part of 2017, touring the new record Here and Now. And then also someone I connected with at last year, 2016's uh, International Trombone Association Festival that was held at Juilliard here in New York. That's uh, Thomas Call, who is a young trombonist who's moving to New York soon. And he just finished up his degrees at the University of Utah. These conversations are going to serve to give you a little bit of context as to how other programs work that maybe aren't the big music schools, the perspective of some students that aren't, weren't always dead set on going to New York right away, and I think it could give a unique perspective. So please enjoy two conversations in this episode. First up is Stephen Perry from Western Michigan University. Okay, uh, my name is Stephen Perry. I'm from South Bend, Indiana. And I went to Western Michigan University for my undergraduate degree. Uh, I graduated in uh, winter of 2016. And since then, I've just been freelancing and um, taking uh, as many gigs as I can with a bunch of different styles. Jazz, funk, uh, singer-songwriter stuff. And uh, making a living doing that, just trying to pay rent. You know, and uh, I've been working on my own band a little bit uh, with a singer, and it was a cross project between fusion and jazz, that kind of stuff. So, other than that, not really much, just trying to learn a few new instruments like piano and vibraphone and uh, shedding, you know. Nice. And that's in Kalamazoo or in South Bend? In, in Kalamazoo, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently living in Kalamazoo. Nice. And so what was your kind of overall experience like at Western Michigan? It was great. It, at first, it was very slow. I, I didn't really know a lot when I went in. It was all kind of new to me. But uh, after the first couple of years, it, things really took off. I, I played in uh, the Nanette that was uh, this part of the school program there, and that really pushed me. Uh, my director, Dr. Andrew Raffin, was really adamant about you know trying to do new things and being open to all the ideas that are available to you you know like whether it be learning about the history or just trying to push the music forward you know i i felt that uh something that was really great about western's program was they gave you the opportunity to become yourself you know they didn't force uh what they thought you should be onto you nice that's cool and so what kind of drew you from South Bend to Kalamazoo? How, what, what got you there? Well, I, I originally had no intention of going to Western. I, uh, I auditioned at Berkeley, and I was going to audition at uh, IU Bloomington. And then uh, my high school drum teacher told me about uh, the drum professor at Western, Keith Hall. And he told me he was a really great player, and I should look into just, you know, look into an audition maybe – talk to him, not necessarily go there. So I went and auditioned and, uh, I ended up really liking him. And then we kept talking and he was like, yeah, you should come here. And I, on a whim, I kind of decided to go there. So it was, 
and I think it was a great decision. I loved working with Professor Hall. He he definitely changed my playing for the better. So would you say that then, like the teacher for you was like the main consideration, not not money or location? Uh, no, not not money or location. The teacher was definitely the main consideration. I uh, I didn't know anything else about the program. I I really went in blind. I didn't know anybody who went to school there. I just kind of was like, oh, okay, I really like Keith, and I've heard good things. I, I heard one of the students who was going to be a senior when I would be an incoming freshman, and uh, he he was really, really great. So I heard him, and that kind of sealed the deal for me, too. And I was like, okay, if that's what the drum students sound like, then I should probably go here. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so could you give an, kind of like an overall, uh, a, maybe not, super detailed account, but like kind of what the program was like over four years. Did you have to do like anything unique to the program that, that you didn't think other people had to do? Uh, yeah, I think something that was interesting about being a jazz percussion major was the fact that my first two years I was taking, uh, classical percussion and jazz percussion lessons. So I, it was really hard in that aspect because I would, I had my classical juries and my jazz juries at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would be learning, you know, marimba pieces and, and timpani pieces and stuff like that. And it was great. Like, it really helped my technique and, and all of that. But it was definitely a lot to handle at that point in time. Because I was trying to, at, at my sophomore year especially, I was really trying to write more and uh, become a band leader and, and gig outside of the school more. And it was it was definitely hard to do that with all of the requirements that were put on me by the classical department. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it was a very rewarding experience. You know, I'm, I'm glad I did it and I think it made me a better musician, but, um, that's something that's definitely different about the jazz percussionist compared to the jazz, uh, let's say a saxophone major, because Mm -hmm. while they have to do their classical juries, they're still working on the instrument that is their main focus, you know? So mm-hmm. it, was, it was hard because a lot of times my classical studies would be taking away from my drum set practice or, or stuff like that, you know, so. So how did you kind of deal with that? Like, what did you have to do to manage all of those expect- expectations? Um, I, I mean, I just had to buckle down, really. A lot of it was me staying up till two, three in the morning every night, going to school and practicing marimba. Like I would practice drum set during the day. And, uh, you know, have my rehearsals. I I would probably be rehearsing like four or five hours a day and try to practice drum set about two or three on top of that, you know. And then by the time that was over, you know, it'd be like 10, 11 p.m. at night. So I'd go get some dinner and then hang out with my friends or maybe a a second. Then once midnight hit, I'd be like, okay, I got to go back to the building before the school closes. And Mm -hmm. I'd myself in and then stay there till like, like I said, like two or 3 AM just shedding marimba. So it was really all about time management, you know, and, uh, being willing to make sacrifices early on in my school career. Once it, once I became an upperclassman, things changed a lot because I started gigging more and, and having to balance that way, you know, but, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of late nights and early mornings. That's how I would describe it. Gotcha. So if you could go back to your senior year of high school and go through all of this again, do you think you'd do anything different? Or would you do anything different while you were in school? Like I, you just said, maybe some more drum set 
time, but any other things you might do differently? Yeah, I think I would have um, tried to get a minor in business or, or even maybe switch it around and get a major in business and a minor in music, but still play a lot on the side. That's, I think that's one thing that, um, at least in Western's program, they didn't really address very much was the business end of music. Sure. And um, I've, I've learned a lot just from you know, outside experiences and talking to my professor. Uh, he was really helpful in that aspect. But um, I think if I were to go back and do it again, I would either, like I said, do the business thing or get a teaching certificate with my um, performance degree. Because now that I'm out of undergrad, I feel like I'm much more interested in teaching than I was uh, coming out of high school, you know? Sure, so I sure. guess that would, that would be the biggest thing I would say. And then, uh, I think I did it anyways, but just to stress to myself as a senior in high school is just, you know, getting out in the community more and, and meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And sorry, um, That's okay. meeting people and, uh, getting, you know, just going to jams and, and just going for it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. not, not feeling afraid to put myself out there. So totally. And so do you have any other words of wisdom for, for anyone that's kind of considering or trying to figure out where they might want to go with their life in music? Uh, I, I would say just, you know, think about diversity and, and how you can make yourself a diverse musician, because I feel like as a drum set player or rhythm section player in general, the way the best way to make a living is to just be able to play any gig you know whether it be country or soul or jazz and and just listen to all types of music and and go in with a clear mindset of what you want to do if you want to be a performer go in with that mindset that you want to be a performer and if you want to be an educator go in with that mindset you know Mm-hmm. So, and so uh, you mentioned this to me a little bit before, but so what's kind of going on with you? Where are you where are you headed coming up after after this summer? Uh, I am going to be moving to Philadelphia in August and going to grad school at Temple University. And, and are you, uh, who are you going to be studying with there? I'll be studying with Rodney Green for at least the first semester. Amazing. And um, yeah, I, I will also most likely be studying with uh, Tony Maselli who's a vibraphone player and uh, Warren Wolf, the vibraphone player as well. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, and then what's the long-term plan after that? Do you, have you figured that out yet? Um, I, I haven't really figured it out. What I'm leaning towards is I'd like to teach at like a, uh, you know, like a charter private high school or a school for the performing arts. I mean, ideally a, a college education job would be great but i feel like i would have to get my doctorate and i'm not so sure that i want to do that yet sure um but yeah i would love to teach and then you know play on the side in in really any big city i'd love to move somewhere like uh chicago maybe stay in philadelphia or new york and or houston texas Mm -hmm. you know there's there's plenty of options so just something like that, something where I have a steady teaching gig and I'm able to play the gigs that I want instead of having to take every gig. Sure, sure. Well, Stephen, thanks so much for your time, and uh, I appreciate you uh, talking to me. So that's Stephen Perry and his experience at Western Michigan University, and kind of a completely different life path is our next guest, uh, Mr. Thomas Call. I mentioned he's moving to New York soon to pursue another 
degree, and I think he's one that wants to go the distance with a doctorate uh, in terms of jazz education. So a much different uh, experience for him going to the, a few different schools out west in Utah and being uh, in a different community than most of us might be. And uh, so it's a very interesting comparison to some of the other people we've talked to uh, that have gone to places like the New School and the Rubeck Institute, but someone that ends up in the same place ends up in New York, and it's just another example of why you have to do what's right for you and not necessarily follow the path of people that don't have the same experience as you, because you can still make it to New York, you can still make it as a jazz musician and artist uh, wherever you are, uh, so don't don't feel like you have to be don't feel beholden to anyone else's opinion. Check out all these schools and see what they have to offer and make the best decision for you. So here we go with Thomas Call. Yeah, so my name is Tom Call. I'm from Utah, uh, the bountiful Utah uh, is where I grew up. And I uh, went to school, <coughs> uh, actually to two schools in Utah. I went to uh, Utah State University and the University of Utah. Uh, two separate ones, and I ended up graduating from the University of Utah with a jazz composition degree. Um, I'm actually headed out to New York to go to NYU for this fall uh, for a master's program, and um, beyond that, right now this summer, I've just been doing a lot of practicing and a lot of writing. A couple of friends have put together just this, uh, they've been doing a consistent house concert series, and this year they decided to rent out a venue and make it a big old festival thing. So we're, I was writing a couple big band charts for that lately. And so I've just been doing stuff like that, um, gigging here and there and whatever, and playing in the scene and subbing in big bands around and things like that. So Nice. That's awesome. And which city in Utah are you based in? So I live in <clears throat> a place called Cedar Hills, which is basically Orem or Provo. Okay. Um, I'm so yeah, I know you're vaguely familiar, but I, most of the work that I do is in Salt Lake City. Cool. And uh, so let's kind of start. You said you started at the – which sorry, which school were you at first? Uh, Utah State University Utah or USU. State. Gotcha. And so yeah. kind of what led you to going there to USU? Okay, so that's uh, that's like my family school. I have a bunch of family up there in Logan. Okay. And uh, – um, also, so when I was first coming out of high school, I knew I wanted to do music and, uh, I was going to end up, I knew I was going to serve an LDS mission, which is a two year commitment where you're just doing, you know, missionary work for your, the religion and things. Right. So I, I knew I was going to do that. So I ended up, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do music for a living yet. So I'm going to, just going to start with it and see what it's like. And then after my mission, I can decide. So I, uh, I was just a trombone performance major. Uh, before my mission, and then afterwards, I decided I wanted to start focusing more specifically on jazz, so I wanted to end up trying to find a job teaching in college. So I ended up doing a lot of um, kind of making my own courses and programs or whatever because the uh, Utah State University didn't have an actual jazz degree, and they were working on getting a commercial music with an emphasis in jazz sort of you know route for those that wanted to pursue that kind of thing. But that wasn't available during the time that I was there. And then uh, while I was there, I got married, and it ended up being a good idea for us to transfer schools. And so we decided to go down to the University of Utah, where I would be able to actually get a jazz-centric degree. 
So where they that's like the only school left in Utah, I think, that offers a not um, offers a specific jazz degree as opposed to a commercial music with an emphasis in jazz or something similar to that. Gotcha. So, uh, um, yeah. And so did you consider um, like any other schools like outside of Utah or is that kind of important to you to kind of stay close to home? It was important for me to stay close to home. And had I been more convinced, like coming out of high school, that I, you know, I was definitely going to do music, I probably would have checked out a lot of schools outside of Utah. Um, my my original like plan was to start at Utah State and then do a master's at the University of Utah. And a bunch of people I spoke with uh, were convincing me otherwise that it would be better to leave the state and find a bigger school and uh, to get you know a master's and to do that sort of thing. So ended up changing plans that way. But I definitely would have considered you know, places like Michigan State or Rutgers or anything, you know, where there's definite uh, high quality trombone professors. Um, ha- had I been more convinced out of high school that that's what I wanted to do. So sure. I'm, you know, looking back, looking back, it was kind of like a, I probably should have done that, but you know, I'm where I'm at now and I'm fine with it. I, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of like, what was it? You said, you, you said it was kind of like you had to create your own kind of situation at Utah State. So once you transferred and there was actually a jazz degree, what was kind of your experience there? Like what kind of stuff were you doing? Okay, so at USU, uh, Utah State, I had to, there was no jazz composition or arranging classes. There was, um, the closest I could come was taking piano lessons with the old director of the program who's an adjunct piano uh, teacher. And he would kind of, as we were going through stuff, he'd be like, and this is the kind of thing you could do, like left, this left-hand stuff you could assign to the trombones in a big band. And that was kind of the extent of what they had. Unless you were going to take, you would take lessons specifically for arranging, and you probably would have spent more time on it that way. But anyway, uh, going down to the University of Utah, they offered classes in uh, of jazz theory and the history of jazz and jazz um, two courses of jazz comp and arranging, one for like smaller combo to like non-net size things, and then one for big band. And uh, switching over, it was so much nicer to have something that was focused on the things that I actually wanted to study. Um, and that's something that I you know kind of learned throughout my experience of getting a degree that it just gets really frustrating to be you know to have to jump through hoops and learn stuff that you don't really care about. Or even play in ensembles that you don't really care about. That's another reason I left Utah State. Because I was in about nine ensembles, and only two of them were what I really wanted to play. The big band and then a combo that I was in. Mm-hmm. And then and then coming down to the University of Utah, it was so much better because I was only in two ensembles, and it was the big band and, uh, and a combo. And then I had so much more time to focus on studying the jazz and working with professors. And then uh, halfway through my time at the University of Utah, the director changed... And we got a guy named Chris Johnson who plays in the Basie band and does some arranging for them. He's a trumpet player. He's a phenomenal player and a phenomenal arranger. And uh, he ended up, not sure how he ended up out here, but you know we're going to try and keep him as long as we can. And it was uh, really kind of eye-opening to have such a you know solid and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just such a great and well-rounded and good uh, great and well-rounded musician and such an awesome teacher as well because when he got to the program he ch- like completely changed how they were teaching theory and how they were teaching comp and arranging and his approach was so much simpler and so much better and all of that to say that switching from an, a school that didn't have a degree 
um, to a school that did was a huge step. And then switching from a from a, the director we'd had before to this director who had a very, very good idea of how to teach jazz made also like leaps and bounds beyond that as well. So, sure, and that's awesome. yeah, and that that's not to say that there aren't like good professors at either of the schools. It's just that um, the current director of jazz at the University of Utah has a very good grasp of how to teach the concepts mm -hmm. in a classroom setting and in a private setting very well. He's an excellent teacher. So. Awesome. And mm -hmm. so do you feel like there was anything other than, I guess, you're really into the new director. So is there anything else that you found kind of talking to people that have gone other places that stands out as something very unique to the, those experiences that you don't think you would have been able to get from other places? Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Talking to other people, it sounds like they're they all the schools or other schools that offer a lot of jazz stuff have a have similar things that they offer, like you know, courses and in, in whatever you might need with jazz theory or arranging. But the the things that make it so that were most unique about the program here or at the University of Utah, or yes, the U University of Utah. Sorry, things that were most unique about that was just having access to not not only Chris Johnson but the other teachers behind him because as he as he kind of directed the program and got it going in a good direction um all the other teachers kind of found what they needed to do to support him to the best of their ability and so uh he really helped bring a lot of focus to the program I guess and all that to say that like before I was kind of learning how to do how to arrange stuff for big band I remember the class that I took um, we just kind of went through the book and it was sort of confusing and sometimes I would learn things that made sense and other times stuff would just kind of go right over my head and then when we went through it with uh, Chris he took the time to just he he boiled it all down into his own words and didn't really use a book at all and just talked about the concepts that he that he had and where he found them and where he brought them to and kind of boiled it all down to his own theory which he would always cite where he had learned things from, right? So the the director is probably the biggest bonus for that program right now at the University of Utah. But the other thing that's really helpful is Salt Lake City is kind of the, I would say, one of the biggest places for gigs in jazz. Um, like when I was at Utah State, uh, Logan is a pretty small town, and so the only times I ever gigged was when I uh, was in the top combo that was assigned to play for some university big big party, right? Sure. But when, but when I was at uh, the U, the U of U, um, there were gigs all the times that they threw around that weren't even related to the school. That like someone would contact the professor or any of the professors and say, "Hey, we need someone to play this," and then the professors would pass it on to the students and be like, "I don't have time to do this, but you might, you know, yeah, get some this gig." So there were a lot more opportunities to work in Salt Lake. And uh, that's there's there's another school in Utah that um, that you're familiar with I know that Snow College. Yep. That they uh, it's a great school and it's got great faculty. It's just the location is very like there's not a lot down there. And yeah, so it's super a lot isolated. Of, right, right. A lot of the cats I know that go there and have gone there. That's their biggest complaint about it. They they call it, they say it's a shedding school for sure. Like you can you can just kind of lock yourself in a room and get so much done if, if that's how things work for you, but. But gigs and things don't really come by very often in that sort of a situation. 
Totally. So that's, yeah, that's one of the really, the big pluses about going to the University of Utah, I'd say. But, and I think, I think for any jazz program, going somewhere where you'd be able to learn and learn concepts and principles, but then being able to go out into the world and actually, you know, apply them in a setting that there's something on the line a little bit and you're, you know, you're actually working and things instead of just performing on stage in a really safe environment for a bunch of, you know, jazz aficionados that come to support the university or whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I totally know yeah, what you yeah. mean. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So now that you're kind of finished and kind of on your way to the next the next thing, when you look back on your time at those two schools, is there anything that you might do differently with, you know, your newfound uh, perspective? Right, yeah. Um, let's see. I think looking back, um, hmm, the thing that would have been made the most sense is to – really it would have been better to commit to what i wanted to do earlier so or once i decided what i wanted to do to really like you know make it happen because usu uh, utah state university was a good school and had really great saxophone faculty and amazing guitar faculty there's a guy named Corey christiansen who he still goes around the world and plays in new york and stuff often and uh, he's a fantastic guitar player and so they've got lots of options for that there but i have not in Utah for trombone players, there there's only one university that has like a solid jazz trombonist as gotcha. like part of you know part of the faculty. And so um, I wish that I had spent more time finding a place that would that would really teach me in that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as picking a university, and uh, I looking back, I probably. Like I said before, if I had been really committed to it coming out of high school, I probably would have just gone somewhere else outside of Utah. Uh, tried to find a, a place with a really solid teacher or someone I knew that could play and that I really wanted to sound like and then gone for that. Like that was That's probably the thing that I would have done most differently. But um, And then on top of that, I wish that I had wish that I would have a had a better practice routine. That was a bad sentence, but you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. I I recently got your uh, your online course, mm-hmm. and so and just got just been watching the videos as I had time and working on stuff. Sure. And uh, when I when I checked out the uh, the sample version of the book, I saw you you rep- recommending three practice sessions of whatever length works for you and doing that sort of thing. And once I started doing approaching practicing in that way it was so much more effective. And uh, now that I've got the course and I've got the entire book instead of just the sample and like going through everything, it's it's something that I wish I would have done earlier in my uh, experience as a as a musician and as a music student. Mm-hmm. It's I, I didn't really have a good practice routine at all when I was at Utah State. And then coming down to the University of Utah, I started getting into a better practice routine and practicing so much more and practicing like more focused so that I'd be able to get more done, you know. And that's something that I wish I would have had, you know, years ago. That I, I know that I'd be leaps and bounds ahead if I'd have a better practice routine, long, you know, forever ago. So sure. Well, that's great advice. Um, yeah. What? Uh, let's see. Since it's so also so fresh, I'd be interested to hear about your process in deciding on going to NYU as well. Like, what kind of what right. kind of spurred that on? Yeah. So. Uh, about the time that I switched schools, I had decided that that what I wanted to do was teach jazz, and 
everyone I spoke to said you're going to have to get a doctorate to be competitive. Like you don't need it to teach, but you're probably going to need it to find a job. So um, that said, I started making plans and coming up with ideas of where I wanted to study. And uh, all, my, all of my teachers suggested that I find a place with a teacher I wanted to learn from. And so um, at, at the time, I was really considering going to Europe, actually, because uh, I'm a big fan of a guy named Nils Wagram. I don't know if you're familiar with his Oh, plane. sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Really, really dug his stuff. And I still do, but like, you know, as, as more things have come to my attention, I like to check out more stuff. But at the time, I was really, really interested in that. Uh, just making that work logistically, having a wife was uh, pretty difficult because I could have gotten over there and been going to school for, uh, you know, dirt cheap, like $1,000 a semester or something like that. But I couldn't have brought my wife over and we weren't really into trying the whole uh, long distance thing. So as as things went on and I transferred schools, I started really looking at places that had a teacher that I knew I liked their sound and that I, that I knew would be like, a good teaching experience as well. Because I've, I've heard stories of great players that aren't very good teachers and, and you know, vice versa or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to find a good, happy medium where I'd, where I'd be able to really just learn from their playing and from their teaching. So I started considering um, Rutgers because Conrad Herwig has always been a favorite of mine. And then um, I was considering Michigan State because uh, uh, I'd, I'd also been a fan of Mike D's for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I actually had... Um, I took lessons with this uh, a year ago. Um, there was someone who came to Utah who is teaching at another university named Alex Heitlinger. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Oh, no, I haven't. He's, uh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was in, I think he lived in Brooklyn for a while. But anyway, he's, he spent some time in New York, and uh, he came and took a teaching job at Utah Valley University. And uh, I ended up getting a chance, getting a grant to take lessons with him. And so I, I asked him where he would suggest, and he said uh, NYU would be a good place, both for composition and for trombone, because Elliot Mason is at NYU, and right. so is Alan Ferber. Right, and so uh, as I started checking out more of Alan Ferber, and I, I was familiar with Elliot Mason's playing, and I was interested, uh, that started seeming like a good school. Plus, the whole being in a good city uh, was a really big draw for me. You know, coming from going from Logan to Salt Lake, small uh, small town to big town, there was really so many more opportunities to learn and grow in the big town. At least it was for me. And so, I uh, New York was a big part of the draw to NYU. And I also considered Juilliard. I was considering that for a while and trying out uh, trying the Manhattan School of Music as well, just to see if uh, what they could offer me. Um, I ended up not being able to get the audition like the pre-audition tapes ready in time mm -hmm. and so the things didn't quite work out for me to audition uh, at those two schools but um as, as i applied i ended up applying to rutgers nyu and michigan and uh after auditions you know and all the back and forth about what they can offer um i ended up getting the best offer at nyu and uh, and that was kind of my top choice because I'm a big fan of Elliot Mason's playing and Alan Ferber's composition, as well as the city. Like I've been there a couple times and I just love New York and it would be a great place to really you know cut my teeth and get my butt kicked and figure out how to how to make this music you know. Yeah, so, man, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a big part of the process was 
thinking about who I would be studying with and where I would be studying, like the, the surroundings, not so much the university. So, right. And then as I looked more into it and learned more about the faculty at NYU, I, I just I got more and more excited about it. And it ended up just being the what seems like the right choice. Obviously, I haven't gotten out there yet, but that's uh, right. it seems like a good decision so far. And so you're going to be doing your master's then there? Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm... That's the the plan right now is to do the masters, and then I think they offer I think they have a PhD program as well, and you know we'll see what what ends up being the best decision that way as well as as things go. But um, gotcha. But so yeah, you're, you're planning to keep on going and and go all the way through to a PhD, yeah, or a yeah, DMA, yeah. whatever it ends up being. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be DMA. But anyway, nice. That's the that's the plan. So we'll see what happens. Excellent. Well, so um, do you have any other advice for students that are kind of thinking about undergrad or masters in, in jazz specifically? Uh, mostly what I've just said so far, that right. it's really important to consider who you're going to be learning from. It's really important to consider the surroundings that you're going to have. And then most of all, it's really important to commit to what you're doing. Like, uh, I, I knew a lot of guys in, in music programs at both schools that were great players but just were lazy you know that had gotten by by talent up to that point and then just weren't interested in doing putting in a lot more work and uh like one of my teachers used to tell me uh, he told me that i was you know i was good at the trombone like i knew how to play it and i had things together but he said there's a lot of guys out there that are good at the trombone it's about how hard you're willing to work at it sure and so i i'd say uh, making sure you've got a really good work ethic and a really good practice routine and goal, uh, figure out how to set goals and make plans because that'll make a big difference not only in music but in your life. Just making that kind of stuff happen. So, those those would probably be the three biggest things I'd I'd uh, advise people to do that are going into music. So, excellent. Well, man, thank you so much for chatting today. I really appreciate your time and insight. That's Thomas Call, and previous to that we had Stephen Perry, a drummer from Michigan. Tom Call, a trombonist from Utah, and two guys that are pursuing higher education in different places, Temple University and here in New York City. So I hope you've enjoyed these perspectives. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Who should we talk to? Who? What schools are you interested to know more about? Uh, definitely more things coming up. We've barely scratched the surface here of talking to people with different experiences. So we hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and other students that might be looking into college, looking into music school, and might want a little bit more information straight from the source students that just finished up at all these programs. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.